0: Hey guys, in today's episode, we discuss the fantasy playoff push, and then our stud and dud players. Welcome to the Coach and Commish Podcast. No, not Adam Gase, and definitely not Roger Goodell. It's Chris and Sean breaking down fantasy football for the everyday man. Welcome back. You're here with the coach and commission. I'm Chris Sean to my right, and today we're looking. We're going into Week 13. Sean, most leagues are it's probably. gone by fast. I know, right? We're two weeks away from most playoff starts. I know. This is this is starting next week. Yeah, wow. That's that's a big playoff if you're starting yeah. Week 14 with an extra week in the season and a bye week. So if you're a commission, you forgot to reset that playoff thing. Make sure you bump it over, or I did keep it up. I mean, if you stick it in Week 14, it's still fine. All right, so it's uh, pretty good, but we're gonna our first segment we're doing called "Studs and Duds," studs or duds. That's the proper name for it because I'm looking at some inconsistent players here of the last two to three weeks. Some some uh, has been duds is what it looks like. Mm. So, do we think they will be studs or duds for the next few weeks going into the playoffs? Can people depend on these players? And Sean, I'm going to throw it to you. You tell me they'll be a stud or a dud. So, DK Metcalf, single digits the last three weeks, under two points in most formats this past weekend.
1: Yeah, it's been rough for DK. Um, I really thought it would get better by this point. Um, A lot of it is on Russ. Uh, He just doesn't look right. The
0: whole thing's on Russ.
1: Yeah, the hand's not right. Um, I heard someone say they'd be better off with Geno in there, and at this point, you know, that may not be be that far off. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that he, he gets it figured out. I, I think that he will. Um, if you're making me decide if I'm putting DK Metcalf into my lineup the next few weeks, I'm going with stud. I, have, I just have to continue to trust the talent. I have to trust that Russ figures it out. Um, and I really think uh, later here, I'll talk about DK. Um, so, yeah, I'll just leave that. I'll yeah. talk about DK later. And we're
0: talking stud, we're thinking 15 points and higher stud
1: um or? yeah and when i say stud here what i mean is that you're putting them into your lineup like the matchup is going to matter a little bit but most likely you're not going to have other players you can put in and bench these players
0: okay all right so stud or dud for hollywood brown under double digits last two weeks
1: yeah, it's been rough. I mean, he added the injury. I don't know if that was a little bit of a factor getting back into things this week. Um, the Ravens' offense struggled this past week. Um, the Browns game, that was a gross game, oh, man. Awesome. So many punts. They should have
0: gave money back to the fans that went to All the right, game. So
1: many in our, uh, turnovers, actually, not punts. Oh, yeah. Every time I look over, there's a turnover. Um, but, yeah, no, I like, I like Hollywood. I think the targets are still there. You know, there's the fear of Bateman, but it does look like Hollywood still has his role. Um, so I like Hollywood. I'm,
0: I'm going to call him a stud and keep him in my lineup. All right. Joe Burrow, not the numbers we saw early in the year. couple of performances under 20 points. Stud or dud rest of the season?
1: Yeah, so he's somebody that I think probably was not considered a stud when we drafted. Most people weren't drafting this guy. Um, but if you picked him up and had a stretch there, you probably thought you found your quarterback. You could just lock in. Um, I never really was willing to put him into that position, and I'm going to say not here as well. Dud. Um, I'm going to say dud, yeah. I mean, that's not to say you can't play him in a good matchup. He's got Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins. He's got two fantastic wide receivers that can get him the points. But uh, he's definitely not somebody I'm just going to put in my lineup
0: regardless. And, and I think there's a Joe Mixon factor too. Yeah. Protecting leads with, with Joe Mixon. Yeah, away they found Joe. a
1: formula that's working here, and they're just going to keep handing the yeah, ball to taking Joe Taking away
0: Mixon. Joe's power there. Lamar Jackson. It was like he randomly got sick one week, and then two performances, I think sandwiched between that, uh, really under 20 points. Yeah. Something we are not used to seeing. He's usually a safe 20-point floor with his running and throwing. Stutter dud rest of the season.
1: He's, yeah, he's a tough one. Um, he, uh, with Hollywood Brown, I'm going to keep him as a stud. I just think you have to continue to have that upside in your lineup. Any week he could go off for 40 points. Um, so I'm just going to have faith that
0: he gets figured out. All right, Zeke Elliott. Sharing a lot with Tony Pollard right now. Snap count because Cowboys know he's injured and they really want to have a healthy him in their playoff. Not our fantasy playoff, but in their real playoff. Stutter dud rest of the season.
1: Yeah, so he's somebody that there's been news this week about them possibly trying to shut him down to get him healthy, Um, but he's been practicing this week. I've seen, I don't think they're going to shut him down in the sense that he's going to not play, Uh, so that really makes things difficult for fantasy players. If you have Pollard, I do like the stack mentality because you're going to get the points either way. Mm -hmm. I think this is a situation that you can do that, but as far as Zeke being in my lineup rest of season, I'm a little scared, and it's probably closer to the dud side. Okay. Um, if if we find out that you know he's feeling better and, and you can see the consistency with the carries but for now it's trending in the position that Tony Pollard is going to be more of their main running back
0: all right and last one we're in another running back David Montgomery most people drafted as a top 12 running back he's got coming he's coming back from IR but he hasn't broken 10 points in most formats and like P, half point PPR formats here Do you believe that Montgomery will regain his role in that Chicago backfield and be relevant again?
1: Yeah, I mean Montgomery for me, he's the one that I'm least. I'm putting the most stud stamp on this one. Like Mm -hmm. I I think that the he is a fantastic player. If your trade deadline hasn't passed and you can go get this guy, I would go get David Montgomery because they're frustrated with him. Seven and eight points the last two weeks is not what you wanted to see. Um, But I mean, Detroit was really a matchup you thought he would you know take advantage of. Um, it just didn't really work out that way. He's still been in on 95, 84% of snaps. He is the guy. And listen to the schedule coming up. He's got Arizona, Green mm-hmm. Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, the Giants. Not any of those matchups scare me. Maybe Green Bay. Green um, Bay Their, out their of defense all the has been playing well. Um, but for the most part, that's that looks like a pretty nice schedule for this guy going into the playoffs. And I'm for sure keeping him in my lineup. Yeah,
0: so. and even that Green Bay matchup, that's a rivalry game. Yeah. So usually that, that there's a little more juice behind. It'll be
1: it. at Green Bay, so it'll probably be gross weather. Run the ball. Yes.
0: All right. So those are that was our stud and dud segment, and from there we're going to our party question. Of the week. Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No, Brick. All right, let's go. All right, this week's party question is from from Sean. Thanks for all the good ones. Usually come from the man. on my right? All right. If you could live in a fictional place, where would it be, Sean?
1: So we'll start off by saying Chris put in there Scranton PA um, for the <laughs> office, but I have been past Scranton PA a few times. It's a real place, Chris. You can put probably, it in there.
0: I want I want to be in that little fairyland. It's funny because we that, have we have so we have
1: this land. doc that he puts together, and so I jumped in there, and it's it's a Google doc, so you can see each other's cursors that are in there, and mm-hmm. he put that in there, and I typed after it, and said, "This is a real place," and so he had to <laughs> it change was it. It's hilarious. But, All right, so mine. I don't know if this is the best place to be. I just know that when I watched this movie, I was like, "That is like the coolest looking place I've ever seen." Um, It's kind of an obscure one that I don't think people would often think of, but to me, that Krypton in Superman: Man of Steel. um, This was the one done by was it Snyder? Yeah, yeah. That I just the way they did that. I wish that whole movie was in Krypton and in that like it, it was like Lord of the Rings, like Superman, like it was. It was a the magical place. Awesome looking place. I mean, that and, you know, Russell Crowe is there. So, you was, know. <laughs> yeah,
0: Superman's dad. No wonder he's so strong. It's Russell Crowe. Yeah. As, as so, your father.
1: It just looked like a sweet place. I want to see a whole movie with, you know, that. But now. This, I don't want it to get blown up. That's, that's exactly what <laughs> I was going to say. You don't
0: want the ending that we know. That no, I just want to live on. there when
1: it's, yeah. Yeah. When it's nice.
0: All right. And I chose, and I never, I was not a nerd for Star Wars growing up. Okay. Shout out Davey Pacini making me a Star Wars guy at 30. (laughs) Right? So that was like three years ago. But Star Wars Galaxy. Like, right now we see it all in Disney Plus going on. And uh, I just, I think it would be really cool to live in. Yeah. Like, it, I can go hyperspace. Everywhere in worlds, you know, on a spaceship, and it just seems like you can do whatever you want around there, going uh, planet to planet. Now you got all the little, you know, devastation and stuff going on, and, and power can, you know, the fight for power in the galaxy. But I think that's a really cool place to live. Yeah. Space is connected in the Star Wars galaxy. All right, so that was our nerd out. We definitely went nerdy on those answers. Yep. All right. <laughs> Special shout out to Narnia. I think that would be a sweet one, too. Oh yeah. You can go there from real world, open up the closet, bam, get right yeah. in there. That would have been a good one. All right, from a party question of the week to our turntables. Well, well, well. How the turntables. All right, so turntables we're going in, you know, past most places where the trade deadline's gone. So we're looking at guys, you gotta be have bench or drop or someone you need to graduate to your starting lineup. And I'll go first here. Elijah Moore has to be an immediate fixture in the flex. Yes, he's a big play dependent wide receiver, but his targets are being consistent right now. They are looking at him plenty of times. I think he had 11 targets this last week and probably what, eight or seven before. So when he gets it, It's it's a little bit Tyler Lockett-esque. Yeah, he had eight this week and 11 the past week. 11, okay. So I got the numbers. But it's kind of like Tyler Lockett. He only has to get like two to four of them, and he can make them into big plays. Yeah. He's not going to be a move-the-chain receiver, but he is a great boom player for your flex.
1: Yeah, I I like that one. Um, I've got another young receiver here that I'm going to say, and apparently I stole this from Chris. He wanted to put this one, but we talked about him in our – or we going to? Because this comes out before, but mm-hmm. we will be talking about uh, Morgan's guy, Jalen Waddle, um, on my Miami Dolphins, and he's just looked fantastic as far as being that reliable receiver. I, it's funny because I kind of I saw him coming into the NFL and being more of their deep threat, and you know maybe not that to the chains guy, but he has just been a solid player for Tua. Yeah. The connection is there. The targets are just insane. This guy, I mean, he's just consistently getting targeted every single game. Um, now, there is a little bit of fear that when uh, the Dolphins get back, like Devontae Parker and uh, Will Fuller, which, you know, you can kind of laugh at that because are they ever going <laughs> to get them back? Um, but, you know, I still think that he's he's given himself a role in this offense, and I, just, I think that the, the targets dictate that he's somebody that you can put in your lineup and start every week. You know, Morgan's struggled with this decision of Terry uh, McLaurin. He's got Terry McLaurin, um, T- not Teagans. Um,
0: J- uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar
1: Chase and Debo Samuel. So Debo's out, so now he's going to end up putting Waddle in. But I just think that, you know, even that Terry discussion, like that's the level where we're at now with Waddle to where he's just so safe. And then this week he showed you the speed and the potential to break off a big play. So I, I, just, I just love him. I mean, we're looking at – these are his – Here's his target total since week six, 13, 8, 11, 10, 6, oh, such a down week, mm. 9, 10. I mean, he's consistently getting close to 10 targets a week, and that is just unheard of.
0: Yeah, and, and when he was coming out of college, we thought he was just going to be a deep threat only. Yeah. And it's been proving us wrong. So those are our turntable picks. Two receivers, if you have them, most of you guys have them all rostered, should not be sitting on your bench unless you play in a very weak league with only eight teams and you got better <laughs> players than that. Yep. All right, from there, we'll give you some more start-sit suggestions. All right, we talked about this guy, Sean, earlier in our stud-dud segment. Who do you got for your start of the week?
1: So I'm saying DK. I said him as a stud, and that's because I think you need to have him in your lineup and this week specifically. um I just think that you need to have this guy in because the squeaky wheel is coming. I mean, yeah. it sounds like a little bit of narrative, but it's a real thing in the NFL. Yeah. Um, when you have a guy who's as high profile as DK Metcalf, and he goes to the coaching staff, and he goes to Russ, and he goes to the media and says, you know, I'm not getting an opportunity to to help this team. Um, I really think that that will make a difference and that he will be used. Um, they're playing San Francisco this week. Uh, It's an important game to San Francisco. Unfortunately to Seattle, it probably isn't at this point. They're probably out of the playoff race, but they're still going to fight hard and want to, you know, take San Francisco's chances away. So I I just, I like him. He's still to me going to be in that top close to top 12 ish area. Um, So if you've got guys like uh, we talked about Hollywood, I would, I would start DK over him. Um, If you've got, Jalen Waddle even I'm still gonna stick with that DK because I I can I feel like you can get that ex- explosive huge game um, if I've got Hopkins and he's coming off the injury I'm probably still gonna stick with DK okay um, these are some names that you know it's difficult to hear um, but I just think that even you know getting even though it's it's been painful and you've gotten those bad bad games I think that the squeaky wheel will get his way this week
0: all right. It's hard hard to believe. You, you that. saw it
1: in the game, even. Yeah. They, they went into halftime, and you, you could just see the frustration that he had. And then all of a sudden, he had three targets in the second half, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when he had zero in the first, they obviously they didn't have many offensive plays, and he was being targeted. I saw you could see the throws that were just like, "This is because you keep whining." Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, those turned into big plays because the guy is big enough that it doesn't matter what his coverage is; he can make a play.
0: Oh yeah, and and that's a tough one to swallow right now with his three game stretch of of. Uh, almost even below five points there. So my start of the week is Jamal Williams. because uh, Stealing up
1: from the ballers here. I'm not no. supposed to say that.
0: <laughs> For going against the Vikings. Elijah Mitchell went off on the Vikings this past weekend. And Jamal Williams taking over what see, we're pretty sure Swift isn't going to be playing this week. They haven't put yeah. a designator on him. But even Campbell, their head coach came out, Dan Campbell, says it's going to be really hard to see him play. They're, they're probably going to uh, let him rest and everything. So uh, rest him up for the pl- – uh, I mean, uh, for next season. For next season, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Jamal Williams is going to take advantage of it. There's no passing threat. We, if you watch the Thanksgiving game there, uh, Detroit can't do anything except run the ball. Jared um, Goff is awful. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, awful, pretty bad. Jared Goff sent a Christmas card to uh, Los Angeles to the Rams organization for getting the getting you paid before we see what we see now. <laughs> so Jamal Williams to do, start.
1: Do you have any concern um, with their? Oh, I'm forgetting his name now. Jamar Robinson or Jamar, whatever the
0: they have another. Oh, they do. Rookie. Uh, I, I can't remember his name, but I don't because Jamal Williams was already. A guy getting good workload with Swift, yeah. so it's just it's gonna be probably from except of 50-50, it might be 75% of the backfield snaps to Williams and the rookie that we can't remember his name <laughs> is probably gonna be taking just some. You know, spell him on a few plays, not even a whole drive.
1: Yeah, and he's not even fully healthy, so I think that's a good call. Let me give you a few names here because um, I always like to give people context. Mm. Um, so Jamal Williams, this week, are you starting him over a Clyde Edwards-Alaire against Denver? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I found a found a soft yes. spot there. Uh, what about uh, Melvin Gordon, who's sharing the backfield with Javonta Williams?
0: Yeah, I would start Jamal Williams over that.
1: Okay. Um, what about the New England boys, Harris or Ramon? Stevenson? Got this week? Uh, they are playing Buffalo.
0: Buffalo. I would probably then go Jamal Williams. Okay. More of a workload for sure. More of a workload and plus it seems like the Vultures in New England are the receivers. As soon as they stack up the run game and a guy who owns those New England backs, it's frustrating to watch Mac Jones just thrive by throwing the ball in the red zone. <laughs>
1: All right, so yeah, it looks like there are definitely some guys that you can be starting. Um, you can start Jamal Williams
0: over. All right, from there we're going to our sits of the week, and I'll start this one off. Uh, we talked about him as a stud for Sean for the rest of the season, but I'm not loving the David Montgomery matchup against Arizona, not because I don't think he's going to be, you know, still single digit, not completely healthy running back coming back for another week, but that offense in arizona is going to put up some points because they're going to have their guys back and it's going to be a little bit of a shootout it's going to be a little bit of a shootout in that arizona defense is one team will be scoring points (laughs) arizona defense is is good enough if you only got one player we got to really take care of they they'll probably take care of him over darnell mooney they'll they'll let mooney he mooney gets how many targets and only catches two of them it's okay. They'll let them go. They're going to shut down the run game and make it one-dimensional where they can get turnovers.
1: All right. Well, let's put you to the test here. Your start versus Ooh. your sit. Do you Would you start Jamal Williams over David Montgomery?
0: Yes, because it's a matchup. I there. think we
1: found our bet for the week
0: here. Yeah, because Minnesota's front line, their defensive line, were like almost a bunch of no-names last week in San Francisco. Yep. And I think it's the same defensive line coming to Detroit. And I like Arizona's defense better. All right, um what can we put
1: on this year uh mm. what's our what's our bet well consistent you know this
0: week? you can just eat two meals at uh, Qdoba, since <laughs> I owe you that from our 757 podcast uh let's go I'm trying to think of something a, a little less um
1: let's see it's always we always Center it around food or mm. something
0: yeah I'm trying to think about it We'll come up with something. We'll it'll, it'll come up on the socials, but yeah, just know there will be there'll in.
1: be a... Actually, yeah, it's, it's up to you guys. Yes. Give us something tame. We don't need shaved heads. We don't need <laughs> ridiculous things. We're talking very tame, like below the level of getting each other Kadobas low.
0: Yeah, below All right. that. All right. Your decision. All right, Sean, who's your sit for the week?
1: All right, so my sit for the week um, is Matt Breida. So he's somebody okay. you might be picking up off the waiver wires this week. I was surprised, inactive, Zach Moss this past week. Um, and Brita looks good. He looks like the guy that's got the juice in the backfield Mm -hmm. right now, Um, but I'm saying against New England, I'm not going to do it. I mean, there are situations where you're in a a really bad spot and you may have to, but I'm going to try very hard not to start Matt Brita because the only way that I see you getting really good value out of it is a touchdown, and that Buffalo defense has just been too good against the run. That New I New do. England defense. I'm sorry. Yeah. That New England defense has just been too good that I'm not willing to risk that. Um, I was trying to come up with a few guys here to maybe compare them to. So, if you've got a Jamal Williams, that's somebody that I would love to start ahead of him. Even an Alex Collins. Um, I'm I'm looking at starting. Ooh, I know Alex it's, Collins. It's been rough. Seven rushes for 14 yards. <laughs> Alex Collins. It's been rough. Um, let me let me just make sure he's yeah. I want to see if he's been in on the snaps. It was a rough game for for them. So yeah. So he's he's well. He's he's only about forty percent snap. So that one is I guess a little closer than I thought. It may just be a timeshare going on there. Um, but if you've got like a Ramonde. Stevenson, I'd be putting him in my lineup over Matt Breida. You know, like these waiver wire guys you're going to be picking up, like the Ty Johnson, if, you know, say it's Ty Johnson's job again for the Jets, I would rather play probably him as gross as his line was. Yeah, Um, against Breida. I I just, Breida, I'm very afraid of having a really bad line.
0: Matt Breida, a few times he scored, uh, a lot of, most of those plays are screen plays. Where he's like the afterthought. So, I mean, Bill Belichick's going to know screen game coming with Brita because he's not going to run over that defense. So that's the only way is going to give you value this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's playing an average of 30% of the snaps right now. And that's just, for me, that's a scary place to be against a good defense.
0: His point totals are big just because he does score. Again, like I said, on screen passes, a little trick plays like that. But you can't trust that in your lineup. Yep. All right. Is there anything else for
1: the listeners, commission? No, I don't think so. You guys, you know, battle hard. This is it. This is this is to get into the playoffs right now. Um, I know in my I have like a couple of other leagues where I haven't secured them, and luckily in our league I have secured this playoff spot. But this is going to be a stressful time. You know, get a good night's sleep, make smart start set decisions. Yes. Hit us up on social. Our Facebook group will be there to help you guys make these tough decisions. I feel like we've done well this year, actually.
0: Yeah, and we have an active group helping us out there. Guys not sitting waiting for you and I to give uh, opinions. Those guys are giving their input to everyone else in that community. So follow that Facebook page. Uh, It's been a ton of help to a lot of guys on Sunday morning.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's what we got, and we will see you guys next week.
0: All right. Deuces. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the coach and commish podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at coach and commish and join our Facebook group called fantasy football advice with the coach and commish for direct access to weekly waiver wire and start sit advice.